0: You can get it done. What's more, you gotta get it done. There's a gleam, man. There's a gleam. Let's get the gleam, all right? Let's go. go. go, go, go. Want a piece of that championship? Put it in here. Hey guys, where else would you rather be? Welcome into Hour Two of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Join the conversation now on the Long and Foster Baker Team Hotline. or text Rick in the show at 744-2990. And now your host, the big dog, Rick Watson. Discovered that the uh, the phone lines are down. Right. Yeah. So if I give you the phone number, it's not working. That's probably why. Let's see here. Since we have no absolute uh, problem letting people behind the curtain, let's see if this thing works at all. Is it working at all? Well, that sounds pretty good. But I think I have to call people, and they. Yeah. Okay, so Marva can't get through, so um, if she lets me know how to get a hold of her, I will uh, I will try to call her and get her on the program here. 744 on the text line. We have no internet. It's out throughout the entire Radford area. That means no streaming of the show today, and apparently it's affecting call-ins on the phone line. I don't know how that works. I'm just reporting what I'm being told. All right, we're going to try this right now. Let's see here. Because, again, we do what we can to. All trying right. try to see if we can get a hold of Marva right now here and uh, see if she'll answer the phone. See if it'll ring first and foremost. I don't even... oh, oh, maybe I have to do it off air. Hang on here. I think I have to do it off air. Let's see if I can do it this way here. I mean, after all, it is, you know, it's, it's live radio what we do all right let's try it here Uh, gotta make sure i don't you know say her number on the air here as i'm dialing i do that a lot when i'm calling people I'm trying to see if i can dial out apparently i can't even dial out is that what it is so the phones are down yeah yep so the phones are down too all right so the phone lines are down too. And we'll let her know. Uh, there we go. So the phones are down here. <laughs> so I've got no internet and I've got no phone service. If you try to call, the only way you can get me is through the text line. Somehow the text line is working. If a tree falls in the woods. <laughs> right, uh, and now I'm having to explain an area wide, what do you say? An area wide internet outage in the NRV that. Also affects our phones. Didn't know the phone was out until now. So there you go. So no Marva and we won't have any guests today. So I'm glad I didn't have like Michael Jordan lined up today. (laughs) So So very glad that didn't happen. Jeez. Anyway. So, 744-2990 on the text line if you want to uh, hit me up with whatever's on your mind. As uh, we're talking about uh, all these things. No guests will be able to join today. Apparently the internet is... uh, The reason it's not working is directly tied into the board through the... Internet service, so that's why. So there we go. Just being told here by Marva. She's like, please talk about what I want to talk about because, you know, those are big, important stories. She wanted to talk about Travis Kelsey, which I really don't want to do. And, of course, she wanted to hype up North Carolina basketball, which I can't really criticize her for doing because, you know, they are really good right now. Okie okay, Bob says it's the NFL powers that be sending me, <laughs> sending me a subtle message. Be careful. You know what, Bob? There might be something to that. Roger Goodell somehow is like, oh, wait a minute. We got somebody talking against the league. Let's, uh, let's take out his phone lines. Let's make sure he can't do a normal show today. <laughs> might be something to that. Who knows? Wouldn't surprise me. I have all these people sending me text messages uh, very excited about that I did the whole Marva thing on the air. Well, yeah, I mean, we're not going to hide anything from anybody. You know, things are screwed up today, right? Things are screwed up today. we got no internet, can't talk to the texters except for the local ones, and I can't apparently access phone conversations through the board. So, it is just an absolute mess. But, hey, we are here in good spirits. And we can review, well, let's review tech basketball from the weekend, shall we? That's got to be very exciting for people. Um, Oh. This whole ESPN app. See, I can't use but only certain apps now because everything is kind of uh, disheveled here. I have to go back and find the day. All right, Virginia Tech beats Georgia Tech 91-67. to 67. I was busy with the Radford University uh, alumni weekend. And Tech shot 55%. They held Georgia Tech to 38% shooting. They made 12 threes in the game. Kid had 18. Sean Padula had nine. Poteet off the bench had, what, a career-high 18. So, Tech shut down Georgia Tech. And they seem now to have gotten their uh, schedule and their season back on track. And now they host Duke tonight, right? That's a quick turnaround from Saturday to Monday. I got to be honest. I think Tech's going to beat them. Duke's been struggling as of late. I think Tech's going to win tonight. Duke's favored by three and a half. It's a sellout. Students will be full throat. I, I really feel like Tech's going to win tonight. What do you think? Like, not only do I think they'll win, I think we're going to look up and see like a a comfortable, like a six to ten point win, right? just kind of feels that way to me. Tech women yesterday. Knocked off Syracuse on the road. Syracuse, you know, watched a little bit of that game. They were 17 and 2, but they weren't very good at all. Georgia Amore was really good, 29 points in the game. She's back fully healthy. Tech had twenty three points in the first quarter. Whew. Twenty-three points in the first quarter. Liz Kitley was terrible yesterday, yet they still win. She was 3 of 13 from the floor. And I think that's a good sign that you don't get anything really at all from Kitley, and everybody else picked her up. So Tech now 16-4 on the season. And uh, the ladies, let's see here, that's their last game in January. They will play again on Thursday against Virginia. That should be a win. Then they go to Carolina and NC State. Those ha- they have those two games there. So, Commonwealth game coming up with Tech against UVA on the ladies' side. Shouldn't be a problem for Tech. And the men tonight have the Dukies. That's right, Rodney. We are live, baby. Live radio. Even without all the uh, usual comforts of radio. <laughs> In other words, no, no internet, no phone, I feel like I'm doing the Gilligan's Island theme right now. No phone, no cars, no. Not a single luxury like Robinson Crusoe. Today, we're primitive as can be on BDST. Hey, that rhymed. Watch out. Watch out. (laughs) Uh, So a good hardwood weekend. Radford women are in first. Radford Ben won. And always have the best time hanging out with the basketball alumni. We had a big turnout, both the men's and the women's. Devon Center was packed on Saturday. I love seeing the former players. Many of those guys whose games that I called and got to know them as younger men, and now they're having their lives with their families and their careers. It's great to catch up and and, and see the genuine effect about someone's time in college at Radford, you know, and, and how they turn that into their own success. It's really cool, really cool. I had a really good time, really, really good time. Most of those guys look like they could go out and give you 10, 20 minutes today, out on the hardwood, by the way. Text message come in. What the hell happened to your Lamar? I don't know. We've been talking about it. I mean, he looked he looked just absolutely terrible yesterday. Didn't he? We're going to throw away conspiracy theories now and get into how bad Lamar looked. Um, you know, he ended up throwing for 272, but he was 20 of 37. He had a pick. They only ran it. Well, you know what? Not only. They ran for 81. That was the problem. They only ran it 16 times, the number one rushing team in the league. They could have run against Kansas City, but they didn't. Kansas City couldn't run the ball. They ran for 2.8 yards per carry. Turnovers did them in. Travis Kelsey did them in. How about Zay Flowers? You talk about the karma moment. Looks like they were getting ready to get back in the game, right? He made that great catch and that run. I think at the time they were inside the five. He taunted, got penalized for taunting, and then he fumbled going into the end zone. Right before he got to the goal line, he fumbled on like the one-half-yard line. Chiefs recovering the end zone touchback ball game. This whole – I'm going to get into that. I'm going to save that. But this entire – Having to do some kind of reaction after every play has turned into an epidemic. We need to talk about that, and we'll do that when we come back next. We're rolling along here on this Monday. It's every bit of a Monday without, well, internet, anything else. Hope you're okay wherever you might be. We'll jump back into this conversation with those of you that are listening here locally after this. I saw you, I couldn't believe it. You took my heart, I couldn't retrieve All right, 25 minutes myself, after the what's hour. It all about? <laughs> so, we won't be able to have uh, Tim Thomas on as well. Just gonna pass it along because the phones are not functioning because of this uh, outage that is tied into our board. I'm uh, not exactly all the technical jargon. But I believe a fly in the ointment comes into play today. A cog in the machine. Today, as we uh, do the best we can with the program. But you can still text us on the text line 744-2990. All right? We can hear from you that way today. And that's it. Or you can email... Oh, no, you can't, because it's not work. <laughs> you can't email. And I have had several people tell me they've tried to call today and the phones are not ringing through. Yeah, I know. I discovered that with Marva. You're right. Everything is kaput. Yes, we are kaput. But we are live. We got live microphones. We got local peeps, so it's great. We're all New River Valley brethren. So it's good. And we're all pretty happy with our basketball teams this weekend. I've had about a dozen people tell me they're not interested in the Super Bowl either. I'm not interested at all. I'm not going to be honest. I, it's going to be hard for me to sit there and watch Patrick Mahomes in another Super Bowl. Especially when I'm kind of suspicious of the league. It's not going to be, ooh, I have to watch this year. And I know a lot of it has to do with the fact that my team is really bad, but I'm losing a lot of my I'm losing a lot of my affinity for the NFL in recent weeks. You know, you start to see things for the way they are. At least you get this vibe about how they are. Yeah, just you know, the the thing about it. With what goes on in the NFL, and right now college football is in such flux, as many problems that are surrounding it and as many concerns as we all have, it doesn't matter because we're all going to go back to it and people are going to watch. And that's the thing. You know? The league knows this, and the college football commissioners know this, and the TV networks that own the college football contracts know this. Because, see, the only thing that matters is revenue and ratings. That's all any of all this is tied to. But you know this already. It's just like everything else. And as I get older, I just don't have as much patience for it. And I'll tell you one thing that's also got me – it's not just the NFL. It happens a lot in college football. Heck, it's even trickled down into high school football. Why in the world can't these players just make plays, get up, go back to the huddle instead of having to do something? to celebrate what they've done. And I saw yesterday there was a taunting penalty that was thrown in the Chiefs game. The Zay Flowers play we just referenced. And I saw all these people, even players, saying taunting shouldn't be a penalty. Why are they still penalizing for taunting? College football has that rule as well. And I don't understand. And maybe somebody can help me here. I really, I have no problem for them throwing a flag for taunting. I really, really don't. Because it is so rampant and so, I mean, all it does is just add – potential for just all-out brawling. We're going to get into this when we come back. We're halfway home. Won't be able to hear from Tim Thomas. We'll talk about this, and if you are local, I'd like to get your reaction on the text line, 744-2990, or you can message me on Messenger. Rodney says he'll tell me all about Carolina basketball. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure you will, Rodney. Congrats, by the way. They're on a roll. We'll be back. Getting it quote every night. Everybody here is out of sight, but they don't bark and it. I mean they it's gotta be drugs or sex, right? Or maybe every both A little from column A, a little from column B. In the warm and there we go. The sight, drugs. It's drugs. Seven four four twenty nine ninety. All right, so uh, let's see, Rodney, we're going to get your stats out there. Here we go. Carolina now winners of ten in a row. No team has scored seventy points on Carolina during that time. I mean, Davis having a terrific year without Caleb uh, being there, right? Twenty three points. Harrison Ingram, the Stanford kid, double double. 17 rebounds, really? Cadeau really starting to come into his own. 16 points. And it looks like to me right now that the two best teams in the country are UConn and North Carolina. Dan Campbell coming out and saying he doesn't regret his fourth down call. Is the kind of thing that just drives you crazy if you're a Lions fan, I'm sure. Doesn't uh, – regret his fourth down calls during the uh, NFC championship game loss. I'm looking at some of the comments from this post. Some people are actually saying, hey, uh, he shouldn't feel that way. That's why we're here. No, there's a difference in regular season and the postseason. Yeah, some people are saying, hey, that's the way he rolls. Yeah, I tell you what, man, I, I got to be honest. I, I think he single-handedly cost the Lions a football game. Most of the people on here are saying that it was a terrible thing, right? And I don't. Think coming out and just supporting that whole reputation when you lose a game like that is the wisest way to go about it. You got to have a little bit of what's the hyphenated word we always say? Self awareness. Now, look, 49ers were on a roll offensively. You had a chance when you were still up 24 to 10 after they scored that. You held them to a field goal, you could have gone up 27 to 10. With about 20 minutes to go in the game. There were about five minutes to go in the third. Could have kicked that field goal 27-10, to 10, and then maybe the 49ers have a different vibe about what's going on. Instead, you went for two, or you went for the fourth down, said heck no to the field goal, didn't make it. You could tell when the defense got that first fourth down stop, they were absolutely fired up. And I think that helped give the whole sideline energy. 49ers score again. It's 24-17. Then they go ahead of you, 27-24. And then you decide not to tie the championship game. And you're coming out today when many Lions fans, I would say at least 95% of these texts are like, what are you doing, you idiot? Are ripping him apart, and he's coming out saying that he has no regrets. Man, I tell you, you got to have a little self-awareness. I mean, I... Even if you – I'm not saying that he should feel – if that's the way he feels, that's the way he feels. But don't you have to play the PR game just a little bit if you're Dan Campbell? Don't you have to come out and just kind of say, look, you know what? This is how we've based ourselves all year, our aggressiveness. I want our guys to feel confident. I didn't want to take that away from them, even though this is a, a big game, obviously, to get you to your first Super Bowl. And we just didn't execute. We didn't execute. Maybe I should have, you know, retrospect. Just a little bit of humility, a little bit of just being relatable to all of us, because I think that's how we go about our day-to-day operation. Well, I may have had this amount of success, but I didn't do so great here, and I'm sorry for the way I handled that situation at work. I Just a little bit of humility, a little bit of You don't always have to be on the defensive. And to come out and say you have no regrets, you have to have regrets because your season is done. You're not guaranteed to ever get back in an NFC championship game. I mean, after all, this isn't the league making sure that uh, Patrick Mahomes and Taylor Swift are going to make it back. I mean, you're the Lions. And along with the Cleveland Browns, you're the two older NFL franchises who won NFL championships but haven't been to a Super Bowl. I think you throw out the teams like the Texans and the, the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? They don't really. You kind of just throw all that out. The newer franchises, if you will. But to just stand steadfastly by it and say, hey, I have no regrets. Well, your players won't come out and say it publicly, but I bet you they have regrets. I bet they're wondering what if, and really that's all that's left when your season comes to a crashing close. What if? What if he decided to kick the field goal? How might that have changed even the 49ers trajectory in that game instead of just letting them continue to build momentum? And we won't know the counterpart of it because all we know is what happened, and a large part as a direct result result of him not kicking the field goals. I was sitting there. I didn't really have, you know, a dog in the fight. I was just sitting there. Shaking my head, like wow, just wow. And now some of some of the people try to say, well, if somebody Josh Reynolds would have made a catch, or if somebody, uh, yeah, well, then that tells you that those fourth down distances that was at least they were at least two yards, right? Two or more yards each of them. Not that easy to achieve if they couldn't achieve them. Does that makes sense? So, coming out, facing a fan base in a city that's starved for football success, baseball team has been crap in recent years. Your basketball team, I think, has, what, five wins? Five or six wins all year? They're a joke. The Red Wings haven't been good in a while. And I know that the trajectory of that team is on the positive, but you can't just say, hey, we're going to continue along that trajectory, right? The Packers were really good in that division late. They made a playoff run. Vikings are never down too long. So the North in itself won't be the easiest division to conquer. And that's why you have to use a little common sense. And there was a play earlier when he did kick the field goal when it was twenty-one to three. Remember that they got down there again and he almost kicked the field goal. Then it was like fourth and goal from the six or seven, and then at the last minute he ran the field goal team out there and they were making a joke about it. I don't know how the ownership will handle it there. I. You know they'll probably just let it go, saying, "Well, he got us this far because of the way he was," but it sure as heck didn't pay off. Last night, the Ravens again. a Couple text messages about Lamar. I have no idea what that was. And again, you know what? I'm not going to come across as well. I probably will come across that way, but I'm not going to be just bitter Broncos fan. The Chiefs were better. Andy Reid had a great game plan. Travis Kelsey caught 11 balls. It's almost like they made a deal with CBS because they knew every time Kelsey scored or made a big play they were going to show the press box with Kidder Swift. <laughs> the Chiefs were better. They went on the road. They answered questions the last two weeks, right? They won in Buffalo. They won at Baltimore. They had not had to go out on the road in the Mahomes era. And he is now – In a position, if he wins this Super Bowl, you're going to be talking about two of the modern quarterbacks being the greatest of all time. He's going to join Tom Brady in that conversation. I mean, he just is. I don't like it, but it's a fact. doesn't change the fact of it. Chiefs defense was outstanding yesterday. I mean, Steve Spagnola, who was a failed NFL coach, as a coordinator when he got this great reputation, he's built it back and then some. He really has, and I'm wondering if Andy Reid goes ahead and steps down soon, if they'll just promote him as the head coach. I would. I mean, we're seeing Raheem Morris get a second chance. He was a miserable head coach first time around with Tampa. He's now going to Atlanta, so why not? Spagnuolo clearly has a defense that's playing as well as, as any in the league has played all year at the right time of the year. But the Ravens' game plan made no sense yesterday. No sense. Number one rushing team in the league. And even when they still could try to develop the running game and be committed to it when the score was not too bad, when it was 7 all, whatever it was, they didn't do that. And when that running game's going, that's when Lamar – has his best running days. Not when they're throwing the ball over the field, which they tried to do yesterday. Offensive line couldn't protect him. Chiefs' blitz packages were dynamite. They just kept them off balance the whole game. Took the crowd out of the game. And the Ravens didn't look anything like the team that many people expected. They were the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl when the playoffs start. Now, the opponent had a lot to do with it yesterday. But, you know, the Ravens didn't look great the week before against the Texans. You know, they were, didn't really spread that game out until the fourth quarter. Texans were just too experienced to take that next step. But Chiefs are playoff-built savvy. They were ready, and they showed it. And Lamar wanted some retribution, right? This was going to be the game that he was going to answer all the postseason questions. He was going to get that monkey off his back, right, just like Steve Young did. Remember that he did the whole thing on the sideline where they ripped the monkey off Steve Young's back, right, when they beat the Chargers? Lamar, would, have, if he'd have won yesterday, I think he could have finally gotten rid of that stigma, but he's now going to have it even more full, uh, tenfold now, right? And he wasn't the only reason they lost the game, but he sure as heck didn't help them yesterday. I When mean, you think about it, the play they highlighted was a pass that he completed to himself after it was deflected. That's really the best play he made the whole game. Romo was gushing over it. God, Romo is so bad now. It's really almost unlistenable. Jim Nance has always got his golf voice on, and Romo is just screaming about things that But I don't know why the Ravens didn't run the ball. But the Chiefs did a really nice job of keeping Baltimore off balance. And they just didn't play well. Untimely turnovers, some penalties. They were undisciplined. They let the Chiefs get under their skin. There was a bunch of crap before the game. Justin Tucker, their kicker, for some reason, was kicking field goals on the Chiefs' warm-up end, and then he wouldn't move, so the Chiefs moved him, (laughs) kicked his tee out of the way. And they just didn't play disciplined football. They looked like a poorly coached team yesterday or a a poorly prepared team by the head coach. So, yeah, as great as they were in a regular season, a lot of that goes on John Harbaugh yesterday. And the defensive coaches just had no answer. Had no answer. Ravens' defense was bad. I mean, the Chiefs just pushed them around. They just absolutely pushed them around. And now they get the 49ers again for the second time in the Super Bowl. And I really think if Mahomes win this one, and it's really going to hurt, but the guy's been in the AFC Championship every year he's been in the league, we're going to have to start throwing his name right there with Tom Brady. At this point, right? And that's just the way it is. That's the reality of the league right now. Let me know your thoughts. Many of you have already chimed in saying, nah, not really going to watch either. Not interested. We're going to wrap up hour two and we come back. Still play the clash for you. Text message. It was funny. Hey, Rick, does that mean that you can just like use bad words on the air? Because no, because I'm still have we have live radio, we're still on. Uh. And this will show up later in podcast form. I can't really just drop all the words that you can't say. What was it, George Carlin, uh, George Carlin the seven words you can't say on television? Well, no, I can't really go into all that. <laughs> like, I'd like to use certain expletives to explain how idiotic I think Dan Campbell's coaching decisions were, but I better not do that. Might get me into some trouble. <laughs> Funny text line, though. Uh, text message up. Seven four four twenty nine ninety. And I can't get on the internet and play the Gilligan's Island theme because, you know, that takes the internet to find it. But, you know, when they do the whole bit, no phone, no light, no motor cars, not a single luxury, like Robinson Crusoe, where primitive as can be, that's where we are today here on the program. We kind of take it for granted ever since the the wireless age, right? And when it's all gone, when you don't have it, you're like, whoa. I mean, for years, your kids, my kids would come down when the power would be out. Hey, I can't do this. Yeah, we got no juice. How about reading a book? You can read a book. All right, coming up in hour number three, I want to get into the whole taunting thing in sports. Why has it become such an epidemic? We saw it. You see it anytime, you especially when you turn on a football game, whether you're talking about the NCAA, whether you're talking about a, a major college game, whatever it might be, it's happening all over the place. Why? We'll discuss. Hour two in the book. No Marv or Tim today because I have no phone. Power hour coming up.